doctor is not on my birth certificate. It's not. And it never will be. To my wife, to my mom, my dad, my sister, I'm just Dale. I'm just Tony. They may crack some doctor jokes here and there, but they know and love Tony. They know and love Dale. My two boys, Trey and Vince, I'll always be daddy in their eyes. They don't care. They don't care. PhD means nothing to them. They care about DAD. Welcome to the So You Want to Talk About Leadership podcast, where we redefine leadership. Leadership isn't just what you do. It's who you are, how you make people feel, and how you show up in the world. Stay tuned for a different perspective on leadership to learn grow and expand as a person and leader if you're not afraid to lead by example or live in excellence this show is for you if this is not you come on back when you're ready we'd be glad to have you now here's your host the serial leader himself tony miller jr good morning good afternoon good evening And welcome to another episode of So You Want to Talk About Leadership, where I'm your host, Tony Miller Jr. For the last time I was with you, I told you that season three was winding down. And so what I've done, I I took the liberty to kind of spread out some of the episodes before we get to the final episode of the year, which will be the special Father's Day episode next Monday. But today is a pretty special episode as well, because for many of you that listen to me, you probably are not close friends of mine. You're not in my professional circles. And in some cases, you're not even in the same country as I. So there would really be no way for you to know what has transpired in my life the last few months. And so on March 20th of this year, I successfully defended my dissertation. And on May 12th, I walked across the stage as Dr. Tony Miller Jr. And so in today's episode, I want to share with you some of the lessons that I learned in that four-year journey as it relates to being a leader And hopefully you can take something away from that to help you on your journey as a leader. So the first leadership lesson that I learned and something that honestly I was very intentional about when I started this doctoral journey was understanding that it is okay to move in silence, right? And moving in silence is better for the psyche. Like that's the lesson. Moving in silence is better for the psyche. And the reason I say that is because when you're doing something big or something that others may look at as a great accomplishment, a great achievement, there's this thing called pressure. And so the more people that know about it, then the more expectations they will have and the more people will be anticipating you to finish. And so something that I was very intentional about was not sharing this information openly, publicly with a lot of people. 
Now that's going to get to my next point. But the reason I did it was because I understand that life happens. And sometimes when we're trying to achieve or accomplish things as people in general, but also just as leaders, things get in the way, there are delays. But when you're doing something as strenuous, as tedious as going through a doctoral program and writing a dissertation, you're going to be putting an astronomical amount of pressure on yourself. And so while others may be supporting you and cheering you on, they may not understand that when they ask you, how is it coming or when will you be done? When will you be finished? When is the defense date? What chapter are you on? That's not going to be great for your psyche or not everybody's psyche. And so as a leader, when you're doing something, no matter if it's big or small, what I learned is just do it. Don't tell a lot of people or get the fanfare because in the process, you haven't done it yet. But if you do it, you move in silence, you're going to protect your psyche. And then when it's done, it's done. So there's no pressure because you're going to add pressure to yourself. And then instead of you trying to complete it or accomplish what you're trying to accomplish for yourself, you're now going to have the pressures and expectations of others making sure that you do it. And that's not going to help the psyche. So for me, it was really beneficial for me to keep it as private as I could for as long as I could. I mean, there were high school friends, college friends that I am still extremely close to who had no idea that I was going through this process. I even had mentees and colleagues, close colleagues, quite frankly, that I I even, I guess, if we keep it 100, kind of lied to when the question would come up or they talked about what's next. And I would speak very generally or sometimes I'd say flat out lie. But that was for my protection. And obviously, I'm not endorsing being dishonest, but I am endorsing doing what's best for you and protecting yourself because life does happen. And so that's the first lesson that I learned. Moving in silence is okay. I do not believe that just because it doesn't happen on social media, it doesn't really happen because it does. The second lesson, and you may think it's counter to what I just said, but just humor me for a moment. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone, no matter how big or small the task, you can't do it alone. You didn't get where you are alone. So there were a lot of mentors that knew. Okay, when I say a lot, I should say a handful. There were a handful of mentors. There was a handful of people that knew that I was in the program. Because when you do something like this, I don't recommend you go at it alone. When you have a big project that you're working on, I I don't expect... I wouldn't endorse you going at it alone because there will be tough times. There will be moments when you think, can I do this? So having people around you who have done it is going to help you. You know, just being able to vent your frustrations to them, knowing it's a safe place to do that. And obviously my family, my wife was a major support because she was here every single day. I mean, honestly, we had two kids during this four-year process. There was a pandemic that happened that even, I mean, led to me starting this podcast. And so you can't do it alone. You shouldn't do it alone. And I don't know what that magic number of people in your circle that you're going to need, but you should be able to know who you can trust, who you can lean on, 
when there is something that you need, when you need an energy boost, when you need a pep talk, when you need some type of inspiration. So understand that nobody's ever gotten to where they are by themselves. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for literally hundreds of people who've poured into me, give me an opportunity, took a chance on me, gave me words of inspiration, words of encouragement, or quite frankly, just was cheering me on from afar. And so understand that you may move in silence, but I'm not saying do it in isolation. You need to have a certain amount of people around you that you trust to be able to help you get through this. Now, the next lesson, the struggle is only temporary. The struggle is only temporary. And when I say it's only temporary, I don't know how long your temporary is. Because some moments sometimes may be easier. Some phases and stages may be easier than others. But whatever accomplishment, achievement, whatever journey you're taking, it's only temporary. This doctoral program was four years. There was the coursework part, of course, for three years. And then I had the dissertation part for the last year. And I can tell you where the easy parts were. I can tell you where the difficult parts were. And I can even tell you some of the things that they don't typically tell you about when it comes to being in a doctoral program or writing a dissertation and really what comes after you successfully defend it. But it's only temporary, whether it's four days, four months, four years, it's only temporary. So having that mindset, having that understanding that this is not going to be forever. It's going to be a grind, yes. But that's where that, that growth mindset comes in. That's where that, that grit, that resilience, that perseverance comes in and you push through because there may be even a setback. There may be a delay. But that, again, is why I say move in silence. So you're keeping up with your progress and not others. But it's also why I say you can't go at it alone because you're going to need people to pick you up when you're down. You're going to need people to tell you to keep going after they've encouraged you to say, hey, you know what? It might be good if you take a break because I see what this is currently doing to you. And you have a lot of other things going on. And something I didn't as I'm talking, I'm thinking about another lesson is you got to learn how to say no in certain situations. There were a lot of things that I didn't take on for work even from a family standpoint, certain trips I didn't make, certain trips we didn't take because of the obligation that I had and what my commitment was to finishing this thing on time. But when it's over, it's over. You get your time back. And so being able to say no and then also making the sacrifices to get it done, those are important lessons. This is something else that's very important. This next lesson is Run your race, run your race. And that's something we talked about in the cohort, especially as a lot of us progressed and got to the dissertation phase, because a lot of times it's easy, especially in the world we live in today with social media to look online and, and see on Instagram and, and, and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn and see where everybody else is. And we're, we're peeking outside of our lane. But if we use and go with the track analogy, when a runner looks in, at the other lane, it slows them down. They get distracted. So run your race. It doesn't matter 
what this person is doing or what that person is doing. You're on your time. You're at your pace. You do what's best for you. Don't get caught up. Don't get distracted by what others are doing. Don't get distracted by what others are saying. You run your race because what you're doing is for you and it's for your family. It's for those close to you. It's for your loved ones. So you do that and you don't worry because you don't know everybody else's story. You don't know what everybody else is going through. And so they may be moving a little bit faster because they have to, or they may be moving a little bit slower because their life does not allow them to move as quickly as you are. So stop with the comparisons. Stay focused on your lane, on your goal, and just run your race. Yes, just run your race. I think this is a big one. And I'm going to spend a little time here as well. Support others along the way. Support others along the way. So when I started this program back in the fall of 2019, there were 14 people in the original cohort. And to this day, there are about 11 of us who are still in the program or who have already successfully defended and we're done. Something that I actually, as I think about it, I was, I take pride in this. I attended nine of the 10 dissertation proposal defenses of my cohort members. That obviously was not myself. And the reason I did it was because you never know what your presence means for other people. To have a familiar face, a smiling face, or when it's via Zoom, maybe even a familiar name on the screen to be there. Because again, everything that you've accomplished, you've had the help of someone else. And when it came to the actual defense, because there was one classmate of mine who my schedule, I just could because I had, I think, Trey had a doctor's appointment during that time, so I couldn't zoom into his proposal defense. But I made sure that I was at his actual defense. And I also attended four actual dissertation defenses. And there's one more that I need to attend in two weeks. And guess what? I have something scheduled. I'm a training. But I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I am there for that cohort member of mine. I was there for everyone, whether it be a proposal defense or their actual defense. Because some people, I made both. And support goes a long way. And the reason I say that as leaders, leaders show up. Leaders show up even when it's not about them. And I didn't show up on Zoom to get credit of, oh, Tony's been in all these. I was there for my cohort member just in the case, just in the event that nobody else took the time to log into Zoom and support them. Just in case the only people that showed up was their significant other, their partner, maybe their kids or their parents. But they had somebody who went through the struggle with them and knows what they went through to get to this point to be able to look on Zoom and see that that person is here. And the reason I did that 
is because support goes a long way and because leaders show up. Piggybacking off of the support, you have to help others along the way. That's another lesson. Going back to what I've said, you didn't get to where you are alone. There are times when I needed help in the program and I had questions about this or I have questions about that. You get to the dissertation phase, you're writing your chapters. Hey, you've already been here. How do I get where you're at? What worked best for you? And now that I'm on the other side of it, reaching back, helping those that may have helped me in a previous way with a course or a class or a presentation, now helping them get to the finish line because that's what leaders do. Because it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Because quite frankly, I'll be honest with you. I want everybody in my cohort to finish because I'll take pride in all of our cohort members finishing. That's what we want. That's what we all want. We talked about finishing together. Now, granted, that's not realistic because we had some people finish last semester. We had some people finish this past semester. We're going to have some finish this, this summer. We're going to have some finish in the fall and even some finish next spring. But at the end of the day, we know that we're going to finish. The goal was to finish as a cohort, whether it was in the same year, same semester. At the end of the day, we're going to look back and say, we all got it done. And the last thing I want to say as I close, as it relates to becoming Dr. Miller, don't get stuck on the title. Don't get stuck on the title. And this may be the most relatable lesson in this long episode. I know it's a long episode. But don't get stuck on the title. Yes, I'm still getting used to being called Dr. Miller by my colleagues, by students who are aware. But as leaders, the title doesn't matter. Now, in this case, these credentials, I will have them forever because they're educational credentials. But taking educational credentials out, out of the picture, you being the VP, the executive director, the CEO, the COO, the CFO, the owner, those titles come and go. There's going to be some point where you're not the manager. There's going to be some point where you're not the supervisor anymore, and you're going to lose the, the influence and the impact that, that the position, that a title gives you. So how you treat people when you are in that role, that's going to go a lot further than that title that you have. So don't get caught up on the title. Don't insist that people call you Dr. This or CEO that, VP this, manager that. You won't always be the manager. You won't always be the VP or the exec. You're going to retire one day. You're going to walk away. You may take a step back, but it's the person, not the position that matters. And it's how that person 
treats other people while they're in that position. Something that's kind of just come when people are, oh man, Dr. Miller, oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Doctor, they, they slip up and Mr. Miller, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Doctor. I'm like, yeah, well, let me tell you, Doctor is not on my birth certificate. It's not. And it never will be. To my wife, to my mom, my dad, my sister, I'm just Dale. I'm just Tony. They may crack some doctor jokes here and there, but they know and love Tony. They know and love Dale. My two boys, Trey and Vince, they have no clue, no clue what was going on, what happened. As far as they are concerned, that's daddy. Now, as they get older, they'll see the credentials. They'll know that people call me Dr. Miller, but they'll never call me Dr. Miller. I'll always be daddy in their eyes. They don't care. They don't care. PhD means nothing to them. They care about DAD. So if you ever find yourself getting stuck on the title, take a step back and ask yourself, have you lost your identity? Or have you put so much of your identity into these credentials to where now it's a requirement? that people call you doctor or VP or Mr. This or Mrs. That because you're in charge. And that's when I would challenge you to check your priorities because it's not about the title. It's about what you do with the title for people. So thank you. I appreciate you for listening. I know it's a long episode, but as I said, we're winding down. And so I'm trying to get in everything that I can get in. And I'm literally, as I was talking, things were coming to my mind and ideas. And so I just wanted to to share that with you because now, you know, there were some lessons that came that came with it. And I wanted to share those with you because I don't know where you are right now in your educational journey, your professional journey, your personal journey. So hopefully, hopefully there is a nugget that you can can take away from this. So, as always, until next time, be the leader that your peers need to see. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you received education, engagement, or empowerment. If you did, please leave a rating, like the episode, share the episode, reach out to Tony, or all of the above. So, until next time, be the leader your peers need to see.